Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back. We're brown ambition. Hey, Mandra. Hey. Remember <laughs> last week when I said that I had an immaculate immune system and that I definitely wasn't going to get COVID? <laughs> it was funny. During the course of that episode, I felt my lymph nodes swelling. And Yikes. by the time that afternoon came, a homegirl was positive. So, but at this point, it's been a week. I am on the other side of the COVID cave, y'all. Yes. Good. But um, thank y'all for all of your kind words. And shout out to daycares who still make the baby stay home for 10 days. <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> and even if you're sick too, there's no there's no sick notes for parents. They don't give oh. you emergency daycare. Nope. He, but homeboy is going back tomorrow and I cannot wait. <laughs> stay at home mom life isn't... If I needed a reminder, the stay-at-home mom life is just not meant, it's not my calling. It's <laughs> not what the Lord has intended for me to do. <laughs> that is true. Well, you look great despite the COVID. Thanks. Yeah. It also feels like I've got major deja vu because, I don't know, deja vu for the third time. It feels like this is what, our third or fourth recession in the past? I, know. I don't know. 10, 12 years of us. Well, I feel like in our show, we've had a couple of recessions. Even. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, no, I didn't. We're boomer podcasters. We've been around a minute. (laughs) I was just talking to one of our our producers, Dennis, about that. They're like, "Why does everybody walk run around like with the chicken with their head cut off? Like, didn't we just go this literally like a year or so ago? Like the fire drill. We've had this fire drill before. Like, (laughs) go to the exits, (laughs) y'all. I guess this time people are just like, wait, but there's not a pandemic to blame. So what could it be? Mm. And it's even like a little bit scarier, I guess. Mm. And it may not feel as if you're in, like in the pandemic, it was like no one's fault. It's just this virus and, mm. you know, it's it was out of control and businesses, of course, they have to change. Now it's like we're reaping what, or businesses are reaping what they've sowed and the, yes. they're just, you know, making changes and cutting costs in the wake of the pandemic. There's The economy has been through it. Through um, it. She, she tired. She's she's creaking and cranking, and also she's been yanked and stretched in all these different directions. The Fed going that way, you know, one minute, the and then the next going this way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you know, the our elected officials and the policymakers, and you know, they are doing what they can to manipulate things positively, but there are yeah. repercussions. You know, I Always. think it's if if I could go back, I feel like my. Econ teacher who was so happy to almost give me a C in that class, but I bet he and his Hawaiian shirt would be so excited for what's happening because it is just like a little fun e- economic experiment with, you know, livelihoods at stake. And I don't want to diminish that at all. Yeah. But let's see what happens when you give people a bunch of stimulus checks and mm-hmm. let's see what happens when Russia goes to war with Ukraine mm-hmm. and oil supplies are, you know, are are suddenly 
shortened and then gas prices get enormously high and inflation like and interest rates like, raise and the, and the housing market gets crazy and you yeah. know so there's this interesting article that I read the other day we were chatting about it prior cuz me and Mandy are friends in real life um <laughs> I was like Mandy did you just see this thing about Amazon there they had this internal memo that was leaked um, I saw this on Fortune and the New York Post and that um, Amazon could run out of people to hire in the U.S. by 2024. That's what this like this memo said. So not everywhere, but so what happens is mm. that Amazon, when they enter and they build like a warehouse in particular areas, they do some recon. You know, they go into the area, they see how many people live here in totality. They see, you know, they look at like um, level of education. They look at household income. They look at all of these demographic components. And then they, from that, they say, okay, of the, I'm just making up a number, 1 million people that live in this area, there's about 100,000 people that could potentially work for Amazon. And that's how they decide, yes, we can build a warehouse here because, you know, we have, we have the ability to hire enough people to sustain mm. the warehouse. Well, yeah. because of the old panty. Um, you know, Amazon has grown tremendously and literally you can order something now and get it today. So Amazon has like really experienced rocket ship growth. That is a pun because, you know, they went to the moon or no, they went to the moon or Mars. Either way, they went out to outer space. Wait, no, it was both of them. Mm-hmm. It was both. Yeah, it was Bezos. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so Get my old so, billionaires and mix it up again. So because of like this, like, you know, I mean, of course, Amazon was already growing, but I mean, I think the pandemic just put it into overdrive that even though they've done the math for some of these areas that they are literally running out of people to hire, they suspect that they'll by 2024, that will be the case, which is only you know, like less than two years away. So I just thought that was so fascinating. So they're doing everything from giving people upwards of like $3,000 signing bonuses, giving people $22 an hour. They're even rehiring sometimes people that they let go before. Um, I saw, I saw this in like, a, um, I was on one of these, like a, like a, like a Reddit or whatever, one of these community forums where an Amazon uh, manager was like, I've been a manager for a number of years. They are before things they used to tell us to be strict about they're like basically like, don't worry about it, you know, and yeah. literally bringing back people, like I said, that they let go of before. It's just really fascinating like to see. warehouse roles? Like what types of jobs are they? I think we're not it's talking about corporate Amazon, right? No, it's not corporate Amazon so much. I think it's really warehouse mm-hmm. um, positions. So like pickers, I think, you know, drivers. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, so I for mean, example. It makes me think about all the unions that have been like union yes. fights and how Amazon's trying to squash all these unions that are trying to form like in New York and other yeah. other states are trying to form unions now. And if, you know, and I think this is also a really good case of it may seem and the headlines would make you feel like every, every place is laying off and every place is having, you know, hiring freezes and all of that. But mm-hmm. where, where there is demand yes. and short supply, like yep. you will, I think you will still con- continue seeing great job growth and not just job growth, but like in cases where there's not enough labor, increase wages. Um, the pro- the question is, do people want those jobs? You know, exactly. I just wonder how much of it is like Amazon, you know, not people not necessarily being physically there, mm-hmm. or enough people being there, but just not wanting to work for the big, you know, the big box mega retailer Amazon, who used to be like this disruptor, hipster mm. di- disruptor, and is now like the big corporate bad guy, and apparently not the best place to work according to I was reading that um well one which is kind of crazy I'm like look at look how the worm has turned I don't even know if that's the right um the worm 
Okay. I don't I'm know. I you. feel like there's like the phrase that says the worm has turned, but I'm like, I'm so much like my dad. He never gets those phrases right. I'm like, that, that's not how you say that. He'd be like, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so, <laughs> so Jeff Bezos was once quoted on saying that, that Amazon was willing to tolerate higher t- turnovers at its facilities because um, they feared that employees who were with the company for too long would grow complacent. So he basically was like, let them, let them hoes fight. And now he's like, wait, we want them back. You, you know, thinking back? like it's it's good. Like, you know, that's why, you know, like they, they weren't so worried about like, no, if people are mad because we don't want to do a union, oh, well, they can leave. And now it's like, we, we need yeah. you. And mm-hmm. so like, how can we tie this back though into like people who are like our BA listeners who actually have businesses? Like, what are some lessons here that folks can learn? I mean, I think first and foremost, it's, I think when, when you get down to it, if these economic pressures are impacting your business. So if you're, for example, if you own a construction company, you've been hurting and struggling mm-hmm. for years now because, you know, talk about the lack of building homes and and how there was, it was impossible. Even when we got our deck built last summer, it took forever for the parts to get shipped over. Um, and I feel like if you're a business owner, being un- understanding what economic factors are at play right now and what is driving you know, changes in different industries and how that could be impacting your business and what pivot mm-hmm. do you need to make to your business model so that you can make up for it. Now, retail, I know there's a lot of talk about tech layoffs and we have seen massive layoffs at several tech companies. One of my favorite sites that I use to track layoffs is called layoffs.fyi and it mostly mm-hmm. tracks layoffs at tech startups and it's anyway, it's a great little source there. So we have seen a lot of tech layoffs, it's true, but some of the biggest ones even on here are in the retail sector. And when you think about why, you know, people were getting stimulus checks for a while and they were highly popular. And I know a lot of families needed them. And with that extra cash, they were using it. You know, I think there was a lot of saving that first year of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And in 2021, it was like, oh, okay, things are, things are pretty good. So we're going to actually start spending this stimmy money we've been hoarding. Mm-hmm. All that spending, you know, increased demand on retailers, all of that. But then there's a shortage of just supply, you know, because there's just all these like shortages and like, um, what do you call it? Supply chain issues because of the pandemic. So retailers have been hit really hard. Mm-hmm. And now that, you know, retailers are having to, like we've seen even big box stores like Target mm-hmm. announcing sales because they're like, we got all this stuff and yes. people are not spending as much and they're not coming here to shop anymore. So we need to now decrease. So if you have like a retail product specific kind of business, I feel like the the, the takeaway is, okay, so what other lines of business or streams of business income mm. revenue can I generate to be well diversified mm-hmm. so that I can be more resilient in the face of these these economic pressures? I still be at Target, though, Target. Don't worry, I'll still be there. But I, I was also anywhere. thinking too, because you know how I always tease you when you know you're like, Where are my millions? I'm like, Mandy, you are literally one year and two days in. When you did know? I say that? <laughs> <laughs> just like you know so i think this is also to me it's a really good lesson for business owners who are wanting that rocket ship growth that sometimes growth can almost be a detriment if done in such a way that you can't manage what the growth requires because because all growth requires some sort of foundation to keep it and maintain it and so amazon despite how big and how amazing it is you know that you know its growth it's almost hindering it because unless they, you know, they have for some places, like I saw it's like in in, uh, California, Arizona, those are some of the major places where they have huge warehouses that, you know, that growth could potentially put it, you know, in a really bad spot. We know the Amazon, the stock just split uh, um, 20 to one. 
And I'm wondering if this, you know, this article or this revelation about them not being able to um, find as many employees as they need and, and, and maintain them, that might affect it's the stocks. I just checked ahead of time. So I, I, I checked on Robinhood. Right now, Amazon is 108, trading at 108. So it's up a little. At, at, at its lowest, it was like 101. Of course, because I don't listen to my own advice. I bought it when it was 120, even though I'm like, no, 124. Even though I'm like, Tiffany, do not buy when the stock splits, do not buy right away. Do not buy right. It says that my brain says that and my hands are like, girl, I, I can't, I gotta get in. So I've lost 400 something dollars. It's fine, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but I just think that one of the lessons learned is that it's not just enough to grow. You have to create a foundation to support that growth or else that growth will actually sink you. So for those of y'all with small businesses of your own, you know, considering that like all growth ain't good growth, you know, making sure that you're growing in a way that you can actually sustain and maintain. I mean, I can tell you from the types of questions we've gotten on BAQ&A from, from our listeners on IG and even just like people hitting me up in my email because um, I still do my weekly newsletter, Mandy Money, all career tips. And people are worried, like, what does this mean mm. for my career? What does it mean for my job? And so like flipping it on the other side of businesses that are having to make these pivots because of what's happening in the economy, there are mm -hmm. human beings. Like there's yes. people who... The reality is, you know, when recessions happen, people lose jobs. Even even people at these companies like Tesla's probably going to be laying off a lot of people, these big big companies. And it, I always go back to what I have have said so long, which is no job is stable. No mm. job is secure. We have to stop thinking of ourselves. We have to stop thinking of our jobs as being stable and secure and ourselves as being our own career stability? Like, what is it about you that creates a resilient professional? What is it about you that will make it possible for you to bounce back and pivot and move and, you know, jump and jive when you need to be flexible when things happen in the economy? Is your skill set that you have today, things that employers are going to want tomorrow? That's like probably one of the biggest driving factors of even if you were to lose your job, well, could you get another one somewhere else? And I was thinking a lot about, you know, like the 20, 2008, 2009 recession when baby Mandy, like I went to, I know Tiffany had, you had your own crazy, you know, recession story. I had just moved to New York and I lost my job three months after moving here. And I was a journalism graduate. Like I studied actual print, like how to write <laughs> on paper that no, like, it's not even a thing anymore. And it was the same situation. Like everyone telling me this is a wrong career, you won't make any money. And I'm like, but this is my skills. And I eventually had to sit down and say like, okay, what are the facts? Like, yes, people are saying the, the, the industry is changing. People are losing their jobs. Those were facts. But they were still jobs. They were just very different. They were, they were digital jobs. I had to learn some digital skills. I had to learn how to write for the web. And I had to work my way up in that. And I understood from that experience that it, my, my core skills still made me employable. And no, the jobs that I, that job that I envisioned didn't exist when I got out there into the, into the market, but a version of that job did. And I could use my skills, you know, in a new and different way. And because I was able to be flexible, I mean, I carried that throughout my career. That's why I'm always like, how are you investing, reinvesting in your skill set, learning new skills, changing with your industry and not being stagnant or not being, not being so stubborn that you're not willing to always be learning and trying new things to make yourself more attractive, you know, to hiring managers. So that's, I feel like the key message for 
people who are working and just wondering, you know, should I not be making career moves? Should I be freaked out? Am I going to lose my job? That's not a big enough question. The bigger question for me is, what is it? How is your how strong is your professional brand? How strong and needed are your skill sets? And then what can you do to strengthen those two things so that you're resilient, like individually? And no matter what's happening in the economy, you'll find a way to float at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like if you bring excellence to the table, a space is always made for you. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you got to like roll up to the table and like squeeze in. You know, you can't <laughs> like, be. Excuse me. Was, excuse me. Yeah. You, you can't. <laughs> sometimes you got to tell people you belong at that table. And, you know, yes. and that, that's part of the branding too. It's like not just not just being excellent, but then how are you telling people about that excellence? Yes. So that you're not just a secret, you know? Yeah. Because just like, a lot of us ladies, when's my we're turn? Secretly awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Secretly awesome, you know. It's like no, no, no. Be awesome out yeah. loud. Yeah, Oprah was always awesome, but she had to get a mic and a TV show. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, and that's why I call. I call actually illustrate your Oprah. Like, you know that you you illustrate your values so well that's like mm-hmm. it's undeniable. Like Oprah, so I always tell people, you know, got to learn to illustrate your Oprah. Hell oh, yeah! Good. And you can take that, and you can take control of the narrative too. Your own professional narrative. I mean, I. At the end of the day, if like if you're if you're in an industry that's really hurting because of the recession that we're heading toward or in, I don't know, is it official yet? Um, then yeah, have some you know be a realistic. So maybe there'll be layoffs, okay? But what then? So what can you do today? What can you control? You can't control mm-hmm. whether or not they're going to let you go. I mean, you can even people who are greatly valuable, you still may yeah. get laid off, right? Mm-hmm. So what can you do now? Can you start you know checking out your resume, making sure that it's beefed up, make sure that you're really demonstrating your impact? Can you start, Mm -hmm. you know, warming up your network and letting them know what you've been up to? Can you start posting Mm -hmm. on LinkedIn about the excellent work you've been doing? Can you write some articles about your thoughts on your industry and add your perspective to add some thought leadership content? Some thought leadership always goes a long way, I think, toward helping people establish their brand and get noticed by potential hiring managers or colleagues in other places. You just never know who's reading. You never know. So these are the you things just... that you can control. Yes. Yeah. No, I love that. That's and yeah, great. Right. Money. That's some people too, like but... medium, um, like those, you know, like the medium articles that have blown up from people who've written, you know, like on LinkedIn, mm. you're like, oh, wow. Because you're right. How do you medium. stand out? What is that you were just thinking about medium? I always forget about medium mm-hmm. until something blows up and I'm like, damn, medium. so hopefully this has been helpful to you whether you have a business or whether you are an individual Mm. um there are Are you making business changes yeah well here's the thing because we were born out of the recession we're like it's showtime baby (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know so and so this is like our third one actually (laughs) so um there are certainly some people here's the thing Here's the secret. You want to know why I have been in business for 15, well, 14, almost 15 years? Um, because I pre-pivot. Like, I, we have been in the middle of a pivot for, like, even before the, um, you know, pandemic and everything hit, we had already been pivoting. Because I'm always pivoting because I don't want to, like, I don't want the market to tell me, girl, get on it. Because by then it's too late. Because some pivots take two or three years. So, like, I like to... Um, what my business coach calls um, time travel. So I will mentally time travel forward and say, what are some of the hiccups or the hangups that can happen? And then I'll come back to the present and I'll say, what are, how can we start making changes now so we could do so less frantically? 
And so mm. there are some huge pivots that we're making, like with the Literature Academy. I cannot wait. It is awesome and amazing. And if we had just started now, this has been a pivot for about two and a half years in the making. That's going to transform our business and and make us even more sound. But if I would, if I had to do that now, you know, it would just be either stressful to try to get it done in six months to a year, or you just can't get it done in six months to a year. And it, you, you know, I would just be trying to hold on for dear life until we could get it done. So that's really the key is that like, um, in all things that I do, like look at my, um, my mentoring with that, my, you know, uh, my mentor, Tiffany, right. Um, dot com. So that is a pre, pre, pre pivot, like low key, high key, low key. I started my mentor, Tiffany, because I was like, Hmm, is this a pivot that I can into consulting that I can make? Let's see if I even like it. Not only just that, with my mentees, I get to test out different marketing theories that I have. I get to um, I get to see like if I do want to do write another book, you know, like what's hitting with y'all, what's not hitting. But do you see like I likely mm-hmm. won't use some of the things I'm learning with my mentees for the next three to five years. But I don't have to be in a rush because I pre pivoted. And so when you first start your business, work on the business. But as you start to get like a nice little rhythm going, then like you start to, you should start to think about that. Like, what are some things as I'm doing my normal everyday business, let me set aside 20 to 30% of my energy to time travel forward and to start working on what's headed and what's coming. So, yeah, so it's, it was a blessing kind of like growing up during the, 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 that yeah. recession in 2009, 10, because it allows me to think think in this way. And so, yeah, like we are. It also stops you changes. from panicking as much because yes. you have some experience to know that there will be a return to yes. normalcy. Yes. And it, it's going to be a dip. Like literally, you know, we probably will, like we went at our peak $10 million a year for one of our companies and then maybe we'll make five or six, but that's part of the pivot, you know, because I knew I was like, this pivot is going to allow us to potentially grow to 50 million. But if we don't make these changes, we can't. And the changes are going to require us to take um, talent away from our day-to-day operations into this. And so we're going to have to take this temporary L maybe for two years, maybe three, but I think we can do it in, in two where it's going to look like, oh, business really slowed down. It didn't. It's just transformed. And then this new way that we do business that we've introduced will allow us to maintain the growth that we seek versus like, because we were doing what Amazon was doing. Well, not really, because Amazon obviously is huger. But we were doing this rocket ship <laughs> growth, but it wasn't as sustainable as I would like. And it's very stressful to grow very quickly in that way. So I was like, hey, I don't want to do business like that anymore. How do we do business that is slow and steady, but but something that's sustainable? So I'm excited like for what that kind of um, looks like. And I have, like a, I have a couple of other things that we're working on that I'm like, let's see. Because here's the thing, too, that I like to do. I like to practice when it's safe. So in the mentee, like with my mentees, I get to practice. And if it doesn't work out, I'm like, okay, you know, it didn't work out. Like I don't need the mentorship money in order to run business. And so I will practice a thing and see, well, how many people sign up to be my mentee? Hmm. Well, what if I do this? Okay. Well, what if I do that? Okay. And so I like to practice with like kind of these side projects to see what works and what doesn't work. So I can, if it doesn't work out, you know, that's fine. But if it does, I can take that lesson I've learned and then put it toward the business that our core business that, that we really don't have time to be practicing with. So honestly, that's why, I mean, I, I, business is just fascinating to me. Like second to financial education is the thing that I'm really enjoy, like the business of business. Like, how do you get here? How do you stay here? How do you market? How do you, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, 
it's stressful, certainly sometimes, not as much as it used to be, but it's just, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get to a place where you can do and, and make these sort of choices, it can really, it's just really fascinating to see like what's capable, you know, and what you're capable of. Yeah, I think my, it's my, I just had my first year in business and I feel like everything I did last year that I just did, you know, we didn't wait till it was perfect, but just started doing it. Just started doing career coaching before I had a website, just started, you know, coming up with ideas for articles I could write for different outlets and outlets and pitching them and started building the Mandy Moneymakers program and built it as I went. And it wasn't perfect to start with and have made each cohort better and better. I think that, um, that was one of the smartest things I did as a as a baby entrepreneur was getting the stuff done and not waiting for it to be perfect because I've had so I've I've done things thoughtfully and as carefully as I could. I wasn't like all out there willy nilly and I did, you know, so much like so much focus grouping and like asking people what they wanted and all of that. It's very thoughtful, but I still I got out of my own way in a sense so that I could actually get stuff done. So now I have the infrastructure to I think be su- even more successful. Um, during this recession, I think y'all y'all question if I'm a good career coach. No one has actually questioned that. I think I'm great. <laughs> y'all have been supportive. Y'all been listening to me talk about it for seven years. But I love. I'm excited about the opportunity to help people, help women navigate this situation, like navigate this economy in your career. I'm the best person for it. I've done it myself like two or three times mm-hmm. and still managed to do all that I've done. Um, so I'm just like, damn, yes. So I'm. it's not just that I'm doing what I want to be doing, but the time has now, like the, the moment has come. You know what I mean? Like when the timing is right and sometimes when you're building it, it may not feel like, okay, the demand is there. Maybe there is some demand, but I'm excited to be ready for the moment. You know, if I had waited, I may not have been ready to meet the moment. I may not have had enough of my business, my business structure. Yes. Foundation there. I wasn't ready for the 2020. I I, I remember thinking, you know, huge brands were born in 2020, Mm -hmm. you know, who built, started building audiences then. And I was like, well, Mm -hmm. I was, I was in my, I was in a different journey. I just have Mm -hmm. had a baby and I was riding that wave and all of that. And I'm like, yes, you know, this is this is like the business version of financial of du- business double dutch, and I'm finally ready yes. to get in there and find my rhythm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, my dad would call it baptismal fire. You know, <laughs> like people, too. people are they're born through the fire. Like it's like we're about yeah. to go through this recessional fire, and out will come these amazing, especially financial brands, because people are going to be leaning into folks like you. You know, during this time, so I'm excited it's to see, like, to be able to help, to feel yes. like we can help. And yes. I'm like, dang, this is why everyone's, this is probably what you've been feeling like all this time too. It's like, okay, mission, service, yes. all aligned with what people are wanting right now. Um, that feels good. I mean, I'm not necessarily making. I'm just trying to. I'm, I'm accelerating some plans that I had and. I'm definitely like, okay, it's going to be a busy ass summer. So mm-hmm. how can I ask for the help that I need mm-hmm. to get this special work done and just recognize that I've been, I've been able to really have a decent schedule for a while, but not only is more work coming, I'm planning, you know, lots of webinars and lots of, you know, additional group coaching programs and it's all really exciting. So it's going to be, a, I think, a I just want to seize the opportunity. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I see the next six months being busier, busier, busier than ever and trying to figure out, okay, so what resources do I need? You know, mm-hmm. what help do I need? Because I know I can't do it alone and I don't want to be, no. I don't want to be silly enough to think I can. Mm-hmm. Um, so figuring out how to hire some help is on my plate for sure. Mm-hmm. And I had asked you too, you know, in the influencer space, 
um, I think as influencers, we have we being mindful of what happens when there's recessions. I think yeah. for what could go down in 2022 and 2023 is potentially the amount of marketing dollars that you know partners have to spend on mm-hmm. folks like us and using us as advertising. Um, and I, your relationships are longer and deeper and all that kind of thing. I'm a newbie, so um, and in that case, you know, brand partnerships is a piece of my business, but it's mm-hmm. not the whole thing. I've got like yes. six or seven different income streams. And I love that because I don't feel like I'm going to be, I'm not going to be ended, you know, because mm-hmm. a partnership won't work out. Yeah, you want to be got these other. I will say like brand partnerships definitely take up more now than they ever have before um, for me only because I charge way more now. You know, mm. and so so it's def- definitely a bigger piece of budget nista than they were. But because I was I was intentional, just like you, I was like I don't want to be like I don't want to be the brand partnership girl, and then I'm not the hot girl no more, and they move on. But something that you should consider too that I have found that people are paying a lot of money for is um, more and more speaking engagement. So like positioning yourself. So if you're if you're an influencer and you're listening, and if it makes sense, so I have a lot of brands now who are coming to me, not necessarily to, you know, be like a, like a, Hey, post this thing on your social media. But honestly, I'm getting a lot of Tiffany. Can you come speak to our people? And so, and so, yes. And I love (laughs) it because, because what they're seeing is this thing that I just had a a call. I don't know if I'm allowed to say, well, let's just say, don't break the NDA. No, there's no NDA. That's what I'm just, I don't know what to say. Either way, it's a big, huge, huge, huge multi. Yeah. We just, it's a huge company. That, you know, maybe your parents took you there when you were little, you know what I mean? When you were good. Anyway, so I just had a call with them and I'm doing like a speaking gig and like, that's what it's for. It's not to share the world, like, you know, where your ears, you know, that is instead like, we want you to speak. Is it Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> Chuck E. <laughs> <Sorry>. Cheese. <laughs> it's huge. My it's parents like one of those were huge. poor. Where did you first think it? Disney World? Companies. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, so it's like this huge, you know, like multinational global company. And they're, they're knowing that we're shifting into this space and they're wanting the employees to give them like a holistic, um, um, I guess like holistic perspective on what they can do to prepare and see their way through. And honestly, when I tell you, there are like one of five that I've done in the last like month or so. And it's the same thing over and over. We want our employees to be okay. We want to, like they're looking at it as part of their wellness program. Like uh, one company, yeah. re- like mm-hmm. it shocked me because I thought like they wanted me to talk about finances. She's like, no, I saw your IG live where you said you were backish and how you talked about how you're actually taking a step back. And I was like, wow. So it was with this big financial company and they didn't want to really talk, talk to them about money. They wanted me to talk to them about, about what is enough, not overdoing it, not overworking, creating like work-life balance. I was like, what? So I just say all that to say that that there are ways to shift even within your, your space. Like, okay, it's not just, Hey, Tiffany, tell them that our secure credit card is so great, but Hey, can you come internally and talk to our people yeah. about preparing for a recession or like, you know, like what does it look like to use their money as a tool toward their overall wellness goals? And so I found that to be interesting and, and, and great. So there are, you know, when, like I said before, when you do and you bring excellence to the table, people will seek you out. Like I don't, I don't pitch myself. I don't, I haven't had to just yet. You know, it's been 15 years. I've never pitched myself. And as a result, but, but if you show up and to Mandy's point to be visible, 
put get that mic on. You share your story. Yes. Someone so heard your story. See, you know, yeah. and, and, and it resonated so, you know, and opportunities followed. Exactly. So I just, it's exciting times, you know, like, you know, the, the, I know it's going to be a lot of hard times for, for a lot of folks, but you can, you can decide that you are going to see what you can do to leverage this to, to push you to the next level. Absolutely. Those are the two options. You can be down, you can be pessimistic, you can think that this is like the end or that mm-hmm. things are going to, you know, change and they're going to be worse. Or you can think this is opportunity. This is when, this is when stars are made. This is when opportunities are mm-hmm. born. And what do you want your story to be? Mm-hmm. And I feel like my story has always been door number two in that equation. And I feel like Tiff too. And I feel like if you're part of the BA fam, you got to choose door number two. Yeah, right? We got to f- seize this moment, whatever that moment means for you. It may, it may feel scary right now, but keep rocking with us. I just feel like we've always never failed in that level of realistic optimism because we just know that there's going to be these lulls and there will be great rises at the same time. And will you be ready for that? I think you will. And you, I would love to know some of the pivots that you guys are going to make with this upcoming recession. You can tweet us at the BA Podcast. That's your homework. We're going to start giving you weekly homework. Okay. Tweet us at the BA Podcast and let us know my pivot, my BA pivot is going to be XYZ. We love that. Mandy, you're Mandy Money on Twitter as well, right? I don't even know. I'm, I don't even really use Twitter. IG is where it's at. Mandy Money okay. on IG. Okay. I do check BA Twitter. At the BA Podcast. We're at Brown Ambition Podcast mm-hmm. on IG. Mm-hmm. Where else can you find us? Follow us oh. on TikTok, y'all. Where y'all at on TikTok? <laughs> Brown Ambition Podcast is on TikTok. And we were early enough to actually get our handle. Ooh, <laughs> finally. <laughs> Everybody else, right? like with their one follower, like talking about I'm Brown Ambition. Y'all not Brown Ambition. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, tell us your we're pivot. We'd everywhere. love to know. Yeah, should, career pivot, for- money pivot, business pivot. Yes, we'd love to know. All of it. And if you don't have one plan, just listen to this episode. I hope that you're thinking of what is it that you can control and what is yeah. it that you can do to meet this moment that we're in right now. Oh, yes. Meet your moment. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to take a little commercial break and we're going to be back with Brown Boost Brown Break. I almost forgot. I was like, wait, what do we come back with? <laughs> Brown Boost Brown, 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 Brown Break. <laughs> Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. All right, BA fam, you know we work hard and we play hard, but when it comes to investing and having your money in the market, you want your money to be working for you. That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Keeps your money out there working hard and kicking you know what 
I love Betterment because it makes it easy for even a beginning investor to figure out how to put their money in the market and set it and forget it and be at peace with that because you know Betterment has got you covered with their automated investment and savings app. Their technology is going to give you advanced tools that are built to help you maximize those returns. All you got to do is visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Hey, hey, BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Just go to Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Brown Ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. And we're black and back. (laughs) It's brown boost and brown break. Um, do you have a boost? Do you have a break? I, I have a, like a really yeah. quick um, um, break. I mean, really quick boost. Um, let me see if I can find the name of this. So I have been eating. Okay, this is where it is. Okay. I have been eating so much better. So I don't know, like uh, as I've gotten older, like I finally like start to listen to my body, whatever. And, you know, <laughs> I, I cut out red meat a long time ago because child, no. And then I realized that chicken ain't really my friend, a whole black girl. And I can't do chicken. The level of bloat that I get when I have chicken and um, seafood, I can still do like, you know, salmon and things. But when I was vegan, that's honestly when I was my, my healthiest, but I ain't going back. Like, I'm not going back to vegan. Like, I already can't have dairy just because lactose intolerant. I'm like, give me something to live for. So, um, <laughs> so, but I have been trying to, so I would egg. say I am 70 to 80% vegan during the week because like, you know, so I mostly, cause I don't eat chicken, you know, Your hot I'm, salads, I'm we know all about it. I know, right? And I don't eat um, my um, I don't eat red meat. I can't have dairy. But um, there has been this really great black-owned, women-owned restaurant in Belleville, New Jersey. And even though I know some of y'all don't live in New Jersey, sorry for you, but I really wanted to shout her out. Um, her name is Nikki, and she owns this restaurant called Cell Power, C E L L Power P O W W E R Cell Power Cafe. And when I tell you, she is single-handedly keeping me like joyful with food. Because the food is really healthy. I mean, like she's got this um, uh, curry chickpea bowl with quinoa and 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 um, um, you can get uh, mm. quinoa, the curry chickpeas, tomato, and um, what is that? Spinach. It is so good. She's got this this like salmon bowl. Her salmon wrap, her shrimp wrap. I mean, everything. It's I've been eating it, 
And like when I'm like, I can't have another salad or whatever it is I'm eating. Like that's what I, I order at least like once or twice a week. Her, her smoothies are amazing. Honestly, I have to just shout out to Nikki because she said that one, she's a, she's a fairly new entrepreneur. I think it's only, I don't know if they've been open for a year. She said, this is how she always cooked for her family. And her friends were like, basically, girl, this, this could be a restaurant and it's doing well. And I just love to see, like when I go in there, we talk business, we talk finance and she's slaying and to see her daughter work there too. And to see this black woman with this, it's not a, it's not a restaurant restaurant. Like it's one of these, like, you know, like, well, I don't want to call it like a cafe, sandwich shop. Like a so, lunch, like a yeah, lunch so you, cafe. Kind maybe of like thing. a few, two or three people could sit in there, but you know, I order via Uber Eats. Nikki be knowing me. She's like, I can always tell you. I'm always like, can you switch out the brown rice for quinoa? And can you switch? I'm, I'm the queen of swap. I'm like, it's Tiffany. She's like, I know. <laughs> but they are so good. Cell Power Cafe. Um, they're just, just, just amazing. Like, so if you go to cellpowerllc.com, C-E-L-L, the word power, LLC.com, that is, um, that is their website. And I just want to say like, she's just so dope. Like literally I've called her and be like, oh, the Uber Eats guy stole my smoothie. Cause that's happened. And she's been like, you know, <laughs> yes. Cause she's like, I gave really? her the smoothie. Yeah. And I'm like, well, girl, he didn't give it to me. And so she will drive and like drop off a smoothie. She's just, I just love to see small hmm. businesses that really take pride in like, how can I deliver the best value? the best service, the best food. Um, and so, yeah, just shout out to Nikki and to Cell Power. And that's my that's my boost. I just love to see us win, winning out here and making sure that, you know, oh, yeah. I still, I keep, I snatch and keep it together with, with my veggies. You're going to make me want to order lunch now. Dang, I'm so hungry. Yo, next time you come visit, we're going to eat some Cell Power. You're going to love it. I had a bag of soggy Apple Jacks that Rio <laughs> just deigned to give me on the way home from the park. I said, yeah, mama, I'm done with these. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do a quick brown boost. I want to do a brown boost because I'm so excited. I mentioned I'm going to be doing more webinars. I want to talk to the people. I want to talk to the people about their careers. And I want to shout out a free, free webinar, 100% free. It's going to be like two hours long. I always pack so much into these webinars. It's going to be me talking to you guys about how to recession proof your career. I've done it. You can do it. It's okay. It's going to be like all about how to stay resilient, score new opportunities and thrive no matter what the hell is happening in the economy like we've been talking about. I'm talking about everything, like how the economy is actually going to impact your career. I'm going to do an industry by industry breakdown because we're going to fight fear with facts. That's what mm. we do. We like to actually look at what industries are actually being, are struggling, what skills people are really hiring for. Because I'm telling you, I'm still getting coaching clients who are getting huge paydays and exciting career opportunities, like in spite of what's going on. And I'm huge on talking about professional brands. So I'm going to do a whole mini workshop of what I do for Mandy Moneymakers um, on professional branding and help you stand out on LinkedIn. So we're going to drop a link to register, a register in the show notes for BA, but join me. It's going to be Monday or sorry, Tuesday, June 28th. Please, Ooh. dear Lord, tell me I got the date right. Yes. So <laughs> that is you guys listening to this on Wednesday. That's just tomorrow. So you guys got like six days to register for the Recession Proof Your Career webinar hosted by yours today. I love it. And I hope y'all come out June 28th at nine. It's going to be a late night. Nine. I got to get the baby down. 9 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. All right. Okay. I was going to ask <laughs> you that. Like, a, is, there, is there a maximum amount of people that can come? I don't think so. I got the I got the expensive version of Webinar Jam. I think okay, should be, yeah. should that's be good. awesome. All right, and I usually get come, a couple hundred, but I'll be excited if y'all come. Will Will they be able to get like get the replay afterwards? 
Oh, yes, of course. So the replay will be available for like 48 hours, 72 hours afterward. Okay, um, okay. But you definitely want to show up in person because I yes. got a little for an extra freebie. Um, an extra freebie get kit that I'll tell you guys more about. Um, if you register, you get all the details on the freebie that you're going to get. I have not done a free webinar like this since March. And before mm. that, it was like December. Um, but like I said, I'm ready to meet the moment, y'all. So yes, please that's probably the name of the episode. Meet the moment. Meet the moment. Imani, Imani, you got the that, moment. Imani? Meet the moment. <laughs> no, I love that. So you'll get the link for a Mandy Recession Proof Your Career, which I love now more than ever. That's super Thank important. You. That link will be in the show notes. Um, we'll put the Cell Power LLC in the show notes too, so you can go ahead and show. Well, that's if you live in this area. Sorry if you do. She's going to be like, uh, we don't deliver to San Francisco. I know. You know what? If you do go, tell her Tiffany. She doesn't even know me as Budgetista, I don't think. Just be like, yo, Tiffany sent me. Well, you can say Tiffany the Budgetista, but I don't think she knows me as that. She'd just be like, Tiffany, that girl that orders every damn day. (laughs) I have her cell phone. I'd be like, Nikki, when you put my, um, (laughs) she's like, I know she's so annoyed with me. But I'm like, but um, yeah, so that's awesome, Eddie. I can't wait. Maybe I'll be there too. You know, I need to send it to my sister, Lisa, because the Lord only knows. Um, <laughs> uh, so we hope you meet your moment <laughs> and you enjoyed. And if you did enjoy, and especially with this looming recession, please tell a friend, if you want to see your way through, you've got myself, you've got Mandy, we are here to come and listen to this podcast because honestly, it's just going to be a great space for you to, to understand what business is going to look like, career, even your personal life, because Mandy and I share too the struggles that we're having and and like what like how we're making do. Um, and so just, you know, bring bring your your friends on over, your peoples on over so we can work th- through these things together. You are not alone in as you navigate on this journey. So we need like a brown ambition front porch. Mm-hmm. Well come on come on up to the front porch, honey. That's what I feel like we're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we really aren't like boomer podcasters. Oh, it's your first free session. Come on up here, baby. <laughs> Back in my day. <laughs> Let me pour you some lemonade and tell you about the last two, three sessions we survived. Oh no, we're not boomers. All right, BA fam. Well, I'm so excited. And I know I I feel a little bit guilty that I am so excited, but um it's all about meeting the moment, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. See y'all mm-hmm. next week. Well, no, Friday, B-A-P-A, um, um, B-A-Q-A. Oh, dang, yeah. Check us out on Friday, B-A-Q-A. Mm-hmm. Twice yep, you have a week now. Yep, if you have questions, you know, you can send us a a question via Insta, via our website, com, and we answer them every Friday. So there's that every too. Friday. B-A-Q-A. Bye-bye. See y'all Friday then. Hey, BA fam, we could not do this show without your support or the support of our team behind the scenes. The Brown Ambition podcast is produced by Cumulus Podcast Network. It's edited by the wonderful Imani Crosby and produced by Tanya Bustos. Dennis Stemplinski is our in-house tech guru. And I am Mandy Woodruff-Santos, your co-host. And I will see y'all next week. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.